the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Alan Salem and I are here at your service, and we have gas and diesel experience. We have accessory experience, performance. We can answer the question on cold air kits. Are they really worth it or not? We can uh, tell you which kinds we want that we sell, (laughs) in case you want to know, because we've tried more than a few. We also have... uh, we also are more than willing to discuss your car problem with you and help you identify the symptoms, which is the key to a successful repair. So I had a gentleman not too long ago that called me, actually didn't call me, emailed me, and he told me that he had had a bunch of work done on his car, and he spent 90% of the email telling me about all the parts he changed. And I still, as I sit here today, don't have a clue as to what he was chasing. Was it dying? Was it stalling? Was it burping? Was it horn honking? Um, Whatever. So the symptoms are really important, and that's how we can best help you. It's like the gentleman that we had earlier this evening, or this morning, I should say, that uh, Jerry had a a cord with a steering wheel click. It's really important. Is the click in the car or outside the car? Can you feel it in the steering wheel or not? Does it seem to be temperature sensitive? So it's gone in the morning when the weather's a little cooler, and it's there when the weather's really hot, which is typical to the plastic that's around the steering columns of today. So if you have a car question, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. Calling around to get prices on a transmission is a bad idea because nobody is going to bid the same thing. You're basically asking how much is a steak dinner but you don't know if you're getting a roll or a potato or a vegetable or if you're getting a drink with that or a salad with that or whatever that's why it's virtually impossible to care to compare prices like that however if the shop gives you a detailed estimate and it says I'm going to replace the ignition switch and I'm going to do the labor and out the door price is three hundred and twelve dollars that includes a diagnostic fee of $125 or $75, then you know exactly what the bid is. That's the easy part. So a detailed estimate is something that you'll have to have before you do that, and the transmission has 2,000 parts in it, so you're not likely to get uh, a real good answer when you start talking about individual parts, but a rebuilt transmission is a good place to start. All righty, let's go to Tony. Tony, good morning to you. How can we help you? Well, good morning to you, sir. How are you doing today? Good. Hey, uh, getting back to the oil thing, viscosity specifically. Uh, you brought up, you know, rubbing your hands together, 
would you rather have peanut butter or water okay? We all get that. Now, let's go back to the NASCAR thing. NASCAR qualifies with water for two laps, yet runs the rest of the race, not with peanut butter, but a whole lot thicker oil. So should we not be thinking that, you know, depending on how we drive, you know, what the load, that kind of thing, that we should, you know, start thinking about really what kind of oil we need to have in our vehicle? Tony, there's a world of difference between a 200-mile-an-hour, 500-mile race and what your wife or my wife's driving. It, it's, it's a different animal, but I want to remind you, in NASCAR, most of those guys were brought up with carburetors. To move them into fuel injection has taken more than 12 to 15 years. And today they they don't understand what they're going to understand in five years or six years. It's no different than tires, inflation, the, the tires that they use. So the answer to your question is no. Well, uh, we're I'm talking, talking about passenger about, cars. I'm not. I'm not talking about going to the store or something like that. I'm talking about the viscosity of the oil as far as qualifying goes. Qualifying, you're running zero, like you talked about before, which is totally understandable. Lowest friction, whatever. Except when you really get some really heavy loads on these things, on these motors, these engines, you got to have a little bit more thicker viscosity. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, that I'm trying to explain to you, those guys are stuck in the 70s. There is Even the oil companies are telling them, if you're going to qualify with water, use it in the race. And they go, oh, I can't. I need the 50 weight. I need the pillow. I need to know that there's some peanut butter in my engine. They fight every. They fight Goodyear over the tires and the pressure and the composition. They fight the oil companies. They find the cooling company because they think they know it all, and they do for a 500-mile race at 200 miles an hour. The fact of the matter is, is that I disagree. They should qualify with and race with the same oil. I brought that up just as an example of Fred Flintstone still lives and still makes those decisions. So I, uh, we di- I told I, you that I, we had gone and met with a major car manufacturer, and we went in there thinking they're going to ask for a, a 0.5, a 0.10 weight, and they asked us for a 10.40 and a 20.50. And I could see the major car manufacturer representatives roll their eyes, and they're saying to themselves, the oil they're asking for free, we came in here thinking it was going to cost us $50,000 for the season. Now they're asking for 1040 and 2050. The bill's about 12 grand because that's the cheapest junk we make. And if that's what they want, we'll give it to them. So that's kind of how it works. But thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that, Tony. It's a, it's a good idea to think about, but um, it's thin oil. And here's another good reason. Alan. Yes. What's the average age or how old is the average car on the road today? Any idea? Oh, I would have to say 8 to 10 years. Bingo. 11. 11. Now, it's been 2, 3, 4, 5, and it's been climbing, climbing, climbing. But it's changed recently to 11, and everybody is saying, wow. And the question is, why? And the answer is because the motors are so much better, the oil so much better. Everything so much better. The spark plugs, the exhaust systems, everything. 
So we have, an, an, I'll find the article here on my desk here, it says, the combined average age of all the Halite vehicles in the United States is now at 11.4. Um, we reached a record of 252 million, and we have 3.7 million more of them than we had last time, and we've grown by 1.5%. The new vehicle registrations have outpaced the cars we're scrapping. <laughs> <laughs> by more than 24% for the first time in a decade. That means the old cars are finally, that stream of old cars is finally petering out. But because they're no longer affecting the average age, then we've got cars out there that are lasting a lot longer. Hence, now we have the 11 years where when we had to factor in all those old cars that had a 60,000 mile, we need to do the engine overhaul or we need to do a valve job. When those were involved in the equation, then the average age was much lower. Do we have anybody on the line? Yeah, Steve. Steve, good morning to you. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. You gave me some great advice a couple, uh, about five weeks ago about my Mercury. Uh, I just bought it three months ago. It's an 09 uh, Marquis. And I'm thinking about replacing the uh, transmission fluid and the differential fluid with synthetics and possibly an additive like Slick 50. What do you think? If I were going to do your 09 Mercury, I'd just use the Mercon and the transmission. And I would probably use a 75-140 gear oil. I think it's oh. going to call for a 75-95 or a 80-90. Okay. But the 75-145 opens up the range, and it's also a synthetic fluid. So and I'd skip the Slick 50. You'd skip the Slick 50? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I, I got to tell you, Slick 50's been tested millions of times, and it's just nothing more than a quart of oil. Okay. If it has anything special, it's, you know, a quart of oil is, what, six, 32 ounces? Help me out, Alan. Oh. <laughs> 32? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah. if it has an ounce of something special, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. You also run the risk of contaminating the gear oil by throwing it out of spec by adding something that it's not used to being uh, married to. Okay. So I... I I just, what geared oil does it call for on the rear end? Uh, I don't even know that. It's uh, still original factory in the differential. Okay. You, in your owner's manual, it'll say under the specification, it's either going to be a 8090 or a 7590 or a 75140. Yeah. And this 75140 is what I put in all my vehicles because it's, I can abuse it and it'll be Okay. Okay. Well, great. Thank you very much. Oh, you're more than welcome, Steve. Thank you. Bye. We also uh, want to touch base on something. Let's get Jim. Jim, good morning. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. Okay. Uh, first of all, let me say uh, I'm not a mechanic, but I like to play one in my garage on the weekends. Okay. <laughs> uh, I bought, I got a good deal on a uh, 04 uh, Chrysler Cruiser non-turbo. And uh, I looked it over, and the only thing I could find wrong with it when I bought it was uh, the engine light was on and the electric fan wasn't working. So I thought, okay, that's something I can fix. So I, I bought the car. I uh, did a hard check on the uh, on the fan, you know, just 
movie didn't move. So I thought, okay, I'll change that out. Put a new one in. Uh, still didn't work. Did a hard check on, on the new one. That didn't work. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I found out that the battery didn't have a full charge in it that was originally in it, and that's the reason. I guess you have to have a full battery to get the, do the hard check. So I uh, changed out the battery. Still didn't work. Changed out the relays. Still didn't work. Finally, I cried uncle. Went to a mechanic, professional mechanic. Actually, went to two professional mechanics. Both of them said the ECM is not sending out any signals that isn't any good. So, replace the ECM. Still doesn't work. Fuses. Still doesn't work. I, I'm out of ideas. I have no idea why this fan won't turn on. Yeah, you, yeah, said well, they, you said they replaced the, the PCM? Yes. Okay, that was uh, my actually, guess. I, I actually, I, I ordered an air replacement myself because on a PT cruiser, it's super easy. It's like four screws. You take it off and plug it back in. Yeah. Uh, but it's, well, let's know, talk about the fan circuit for a minute, okay? All right. <laughs> if the PC controls it, and I'm not quite sure you're 04, the PC controls it. What is this, a PT cruiser? Yeah, it's an 04 PT cruiser, non turbo Okay. If the PT Cruiser has an electric fan that's controlled by the PCM, the PCM is going to be watching some temperature sensors to know when to turn on the, the fan. So if the temperature sensor is defective and telling the, the PC that the engine's running at 160 degrees Fahrenheit, the PCM's never going to turn the fan on. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> and, 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 and if you have a bad sending unit or if you have a bad relay, then it's not. If I were the tech working on your car, I would have got a wiring diagram, and I would have figured out, oh, the PCM has the ground wire in its hand. And when it sees that the engine gets to 245, it touches the ground wire to ground, which turns the fan on. Ooh, now what color is that wire? Yellow with the black stripe? Let me go over to this relay. Yellow with the black stripe? Huh. I'm going to pull that relay out of there. I'm going to turn the motor on. I'm going to start it up. I'm going to take that ground wire, touch it to ground with a fuse in the, in the circuit. Woo, the fan came on. So I know the fan's working because I artificially inseminated it with, <laughs> with the ground. Yeah. But why won't the PCM turn it on? So then I plug my scanner in, and lo and behold, the, the temperature sender is stuck at minus 40. And, of course, it's not going to turn on the fan when it thinks that the engine temperatures are minus 40. So I would probably replace the the sender that talks to the computer for the fan, for that cooling circuit. There's going to be other senders that are going to deal with the gauge on the, on the dash or the light on the dash. So we could have three senders on that PC Cruisers that talk to three different areas of the car about the engine temperature. And you could have a fourth one in the air conditioning system on the high side to turn on the cooling fan if the high side gets over 400 pounds during air conditioning application. See how complex were, that is? Earlier you were talking about uh, symptoms, symptoms are being very important. And because I didn't bother to mention it because I didn't think that one thing had to do with the other. but uh, And I thought these were minor issues that I would fix at a later time. But the air conditioning doesn't work. And the inside lighting doesn't work. The inside lighting on the dashboard doesn't work. And like I said, I thought those were minor issues that had nothing to do with this, so I didn't mention it. But um, Well, the, you know, I would say to you, let's say you're my neighbor and I really do like you. I would say pick one and have somebody track it down. I'd probably go with um, 
you said the interior lights and the air conditioning doesn't work. Well, the, the dashboard lights. The dash lights. Yeah. Okay. Now, if the tail lights are out of the car, it'll kill the dash lights, and that's supposed to warn the driver that they don't have any tail lights. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Okay, so I would check the taillight fuse first, and then the rheostat is the wheel that makes the dash lights get brighter and 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 not so bright. Uh -huh. So you got to hang your hat somewhere, and what you're hoping is is that in three different symptoms, one of those is going to fix this other one of no cooling fan. I don't know if I agree that that's a good bet. You can either focus on the cooling fan or focus on the dash lights. Or focus on um, interior lights, was it? Dash lights. Yeah, the dashboard da interior lights. Yeah. So you, you got to focus on one of them and just go that direction and hope like heck that they're tied together. And if they aren't, then you st still haven't wasted your time. You're going to have to fix one of them. All right. Well, Where do you live? I live out in Gilbert. I will tell you what I'll do for you to help you out. If you'll stop by the shop and talk to Alan, Alan will print the wiring diagram for the electric cooling fans. It'll be easy to read, and at least you'll know what turns it on. Hey, well, that sounds great. All right, so um, you stop and see Alan, Salem Boys Auto. Call him first. Give him your VIN number. He'll print out the fan, the cooling fan circuit, and then one of the uh, master techs will kind of explain the, how the wiring harness works, and we'll see if we're even on the right track with that PCM issue. Thank you very much for calling. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back right after this. So the Ukraine throws out their dictator and gives the job to a pro-American, pro-Western leader. He immediately cries out for our help as Russian troops march to his doorstep. Our response? To wag our finger and threaten sanctions. Now we find out that our Secretary of Defense has lowered the size of our military to pre-Pearl Harbor levels. And he thinks that is a good thing. Are you seeing a pattern here? Is there something really wrong going on in Washington? And what can we do about it? Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. DNB Auto Repair is a shop that has been on Mark Salem's best car repair shops list from the very beginning. DNB is family owned and operated and has been in the valley providing honest quality work at a fair price since 1992. That means DNB Auto Repair has been servicing your vehicles and servicing the community for over 20 years. Whether it's a little league game around the neighborhood or Glendale Community College, DNB Auto is pitching in. Conveniently located on the southwest corner of 27th Avenue in Maryland, DNB Auto is also a member of the BBB, ASA, and has ASE certified technicians. So give Dan and Betsy a call at 602-249-2103 to schedule an appointment and find out why their customers won't take their vehicles any other place. You won't be disappointed. They work on both domestic and foreign cars, anything from oil changes to engine jobs. That's DMB Auto at 27th Avenue in Maryland, 602-249-2103, 602-249-2103. Some call it a division, some a lost cause. But we know if we stand together, amazing things can happen. Not to fundamentally transform America, but to save it and to fundamentally restore the promise of America. 960 The Patriot and American Vision Windows present United We Stand with Sarah Palin and Dinesh D'Souza. September 4th at Grand Canyon University. A night to join together and stand up for America. No, 
we don't give up. We fight for what's right, and that's why we elect those to stand firm and speak on behalf of we the people. What he's trying to do is right the ship of the world that he sees as being wrong side up for 500 years. United We Stand with Sarah Palin and Dinesh D'Souza, September 4th, 7 p.m. at GCU Arena. Get your tickets or exclusive VIP meet and greet at 960thepatriot.com. Brought to you by Shasta Pool Repair. United we stand and divided we will fall. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Your home for United We Stand with Sarah Palin and Dinesh D'Souza. One night only, September 4th at GCU Arena. Tickets and info at 960thepatriot.com. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 960 The Patriot. Well, everybody, welcome back. 25 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, Mark and Alan Salem here at your service, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. Here's the best value I can offer you on behalf of Quality Transmission. If you have a problem, even if you don't know if it's related to the engine or the transmission, Quality Transmission will talk to you. They'll drive your car with you. They'll want to drive your car, and they'll talk about all the different possibilities. But one thing they should be able to do is at least eliminate the transmission. Sometimes we have a noise. Sometimes we have a problem. And the first question that has to be asked is, is it engine or transmission related? So for free, they'll talk and drive your car and discuss your issue with you. It's the best value I can offer you. Quality transmissions in Tempe been around since 1977 good place to start let's go to frank frank good morning good morning i uh had a little problem with my uh 01 oldsmobile silhouette benny van and so i uh took it to the uh quality and they're very nice and they diagnosed it all took a little while but i guess they got other cars or you know and uh they said that it would cost me quite a bit if they had to overhaul it completely but uh they didn't they uh they did. I don't know what, well, whatever they did. They uh, it it uh, you know they didn't have to take it down or something, but they had to put a new module in and a new torque converter and some other things in there and a and a brake brake uh, switch, and they came out beautifully. And uh, it's the most I ever spent on, on a car ever on a repair on a car, but it's uh, it's perfect now. 
And I was just wondering, is there any chance that I could come back on General Motors after that long? I mean, it's only got 59,000 miles on it. No, uh-uh. Say that i got to do Are anything. If you're not the original owner, I, and if no, you I'm don't not. have paperwork that showed that that problem was a symptom back during the time it was in warranty, which is, what, 13 years ago? Right. Yeah, no, but let me, I can tell you what the problem was. Yeah. You had a jerking sensation. Right. And that jerking sensation, they found out to be the torque converter clutch. And the brake light switch is supposed to cancel the torque converter clutch. And so because they replaced it, either it was bad or they didn't want it to be bad. And they thought this is a good safety reply or safety reason to change that brake light switch out. Uh It's a good idea so it doesn't ruin our brand new torque converter. And they said said the transmission was was full of debris in there. Okay, well, that's normal at 59,000 miles. But if they just said debris and they didn't roll their eyes and say it's going to die soon, then what they're saying to you is is that what I saw is normal. Uh-huh. And so I, I saw the necessary debris. I saw the clutch material. I saw these little flakes of metal. That's normal. As opposed to showing you those and saying, oh, Frank, this just went to $4,000. Yeah, no, it didn't go to that's that. No, only a couple clones. Yeah. Well, thank you, Frank. Thank well, you for that out of the question. I, the T okay. says track off. The track light comes on. Okay. At least stays on all the time. Heard anything? Track light. Track. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same as Melinda Stabilitar. just called you and asked you about. What? Oh, it's the same light as my sister just called you and asked you about. Does that hurt anything? Yeah. It does. It well, and Minnie called you about a traction yes. light, didn't you? Yeah, traction control, stability track. Okay. I mean, it's off. The light, it stays on all the time. I can't make it go off. Okay. If it's yellow, it's no big deal. The traction control has been disabled. Uh-huh. 75% of the time, one of the wheel sensors isn't talking to the computer. Yeah. So as the car goes down the road, three tires say 35 and one tire says 7,000 uh-huh. miles an hour. So we just have to find out which one of the sensors is bad. And like I said, 75% of the time, it's a sensor. It's yellow all the time. Yeah. Red means stop. Yellow means it's okay. Continue on. I won't worry about it then. All right. Thank oh. you, Frank. Nancy, you stay there. We'll be right back. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Mark Salem has a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and so do you. His name is Tom Fletcher. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from, one at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of 101, and the other one is at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand. 
In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was the finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award, and in 2004, they won that BBB Ethics Award. Thunderbird Auto has an A-plus rating. They have ASC-certified technicians, they can fix anything with the steering wheel, and they offer a free cursory ring inspection that some others charge $49 for, and they're the only shop you know that offers two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. And if you have a problem with them and you go through Mark Salem's BBB process, he'll put $5,000 of his money up to guarantee you'll be treated fairly. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Right now at the Home Depot, save 10% on carpet with your Home Depot credit card. But first, let's find the right carpet for you and for your budget. How? By having tons of styles and patterns, thousands of colors, and textures like twists and loops you and your feet will love. Let's do this, and let's do it right now. Save 10% on carpet with your Home Depot credit card. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Uh, through July 30th, U.S. only subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions apply. See store for details. Today, my new dad threw a barbecue. Today, my new son and I threw a barbecue. There were burgers and chicken. I burnt everything. The burgers, the chicken, the salad. Ah, they were delicious. They were awful. And then, and then we had watermelon. <laughs> I'm allergic to watermelon. And then we played catch. I broke Mr. Lewis's window, Mrs. Wakeham's window, Mrs. Wakeham's windshield, and then somehow my hand. My hand! <laughs> and then my dad even let me drive his car. The hospital's on the right! It was a rough day. It was a great day. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, Visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Today. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Alan Salem is here. We're here at your service. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Larry Harker's Auto. They've been around since 1967. They know how to fix cars. They know how to diagnose them. They know how to bid them. They know how to make you happy. And they understand the difference between guessing and fixing. And they know one of them is on their dime and one of them is on your dime. That's important. They're at 38th Avenue in Indian School. They've been around for a very long time, and they can handle foreign and domestic, small trucks, big trucks, gas and diesel, vehicle emissions, brakes, just about anything you have, they're really good. So if you live anywhere in that area, 38th Avenue in Indian School, then may I suggest Larry Harker's Auto Repair is a great place for fast and affordable services. Alan, you had a comment real quick on that uh, PT Cruiser. Yeah, for uh, Jim, the... One thing I mentioned, or one thing I failed to mention, was uh, we fixed that same problem uh, on a real good customer's vehicle with a PCM. But one thing he noticed is he said he got a PCM, but he didn't mention anything about programming it. Uh, a lot of times, when you 
buy a new PCM, you've got to put a uh, put the new program in it. Now it may have some sort of a base program that allows the vehicle to start and run, but you may have to personalize it for that vehicle. But he didn't mention anything about that, and that would be something I would certainly try. And that brings up a good point, I, and thank you for, for thinking of that. There are places that you can buy a PCM power control module for your car that supposedly has the software in it, but I suggest to you that's a very bad idea. You need VIN specific. We need to put in software that's specific to your car. So it looks at all the different options and it decides I need these subsections, 19 of them. And that will talk to your cruise control, transmission, your air conditioning, your seat memory, your mirror memory, everything in your car. I'll have control of. But if I don't put the right software in, then all of a sudden we're going to have one of those systems that's not going to work right. And that's the issue. Thank you for bringing that up, Alan. Yes, sir. Nancy, how can we help you? Oh, I love your show. Thank you for being such a good teacher. I listen to you every Saturday. Thank you. Um, I have a 2003 Honda CRV, 134,000 miles. The AC went out on it uh, a month ago. And uh, I took it to a shop that I've been very happy with for a number of years. They put in a new compressor and uh, uh, all new parts. Uh, charged me $1,200. Uh, and that included a new battery. So I felt like I was I was charged very fairly. Um, it, it didn't work. I, it, would, it would run cold for about three miles, and then it would stop. I took it back uh, the next day. They worked on it, and... Uh, said that it was a faulty part from the factory. They fixed it, and I was good to go. So it's going clear, except it's making lots of pops and clicks, and sounds like it's working the engine really hard. And it uh, it wants to stop blowing cold air when it's idling. If I'm at a stoplight for any length of time, I'm losing my cold air, and then once I accelerate. It comes back. And sometimes there's a little kind of a, a buzzy sounding hum, like a kind of a sound. Uh, okay. It's not, not real loud, but anyway, it just doesn't sound like it's working like. Okay, the $1,200 is a good number, especially okay. if there's a $100 battery in there. The difference between you moving down the road and sitting in a traffic light is what? It's what you're saying? Yeah, what's the difference? What's different about the car? Uh, let me help you with this. The, there's two differences when you're stopped and when you're moving, the speed of the engine and the speed of the air that's being shoved through the engine compartment. Okay. So when you're moving down the road at 35, 45 miles an hour, we're shoving lots of air through the radiator, through the condenser, into the engine compartment. When you stop at a traffic light, we have to use cooling fans to pull that air in because you're not pushing on the air because you're not moving. Your symptoms are perfect for that. And the clicking noise back and forth indicates a, a problem they need to address. And the problem typically is going to be a refrigerant level issue that's too low or too high. And they might have to just kind of pull it all out, start over, and charge it exactly where it's the tag underneath the hood says. 
but you did a good job with the symptoms. Okay. I think you have an electric cooling fan problem. I think that humming noise is one of the fans is, is bad. I think the noises of the engine going up and down that you represented as working the engine hard, and you also use the word clicking. The clicking is the air conditioning clutch, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. That's what's going on. So okay. this is theirs to fix. Just smile, tell them the symptoms. I'm asking them if there's uh, alternative transportation available because this is your third time in and see what happens. Uh, yes, and they're they're good they're good to help with that. Sometimes they provide just an old beater car to drive for no charge, and sometimes they'll take me to where I need to go. So they're very accommodating. Okay. That's this is really theirs to fix because I I will want to bet that a couple of these symptoms you didn't have before when the air conditioning was working fine. That's correct. So these are ones that are related to their recent repair, and if they're really a good shop, they'll raise their hand and apologize, and they'll fix it. All right. Thank oh, you, that's Nancy. Very helpful. Thank you so much. Sounds like You're it could welcome. be more than one issue as well. You know that when you talk about, um, she said an O3 CRV. Yeah, they're just CRV. so critical about air conditioning load and and refrigeration amount. It's down to a half an ounce, and that can make all the difference in the world. What were you thinking? Well, I think it sounded like she had a fan problem because it goes away when she stops, but. There also may be a charge problem, overcharge or undercharge, like you say, um, causing the the pressures to look funny and the uh, you know the compressor to click on and off. Yeah, the common there, the commonality of when I stop, it gets warm. Right. I got clicking, and it, and and obviously, she's thinking that the motor is being taxed when really. When the compressor turns off, the motor revs up, and when the compressor comes on, the motor drops RPM, so the motor's kind of going all over the place. And I agree with you. It all looks like it might be a, a charge problem. Yep. All righty, let's go to Gordon. Gordon, how are you? Thank you for taking me on here. Uh, I listen to your program every Saturday. I really enjoy it. Okay. Uh, I've got a little thing here I'd like to pick your brain about. I just got rid of my uh, pickup truck and fifth wheel, and I'm looking for kind of like a second car that I can, uh, if I need to haul stuff in. I've been looking at uh, about a 2000-2006, and I'm running into mostly Nissan Toyota V6s with the automatic, and most of them are somewhere... 120 to 170,000 miles on it. Now, used to be the four cylinders, uh, like in Toyota, you could run those for 200, 250, but I'm not sure about this V6. Okay, let me put you on hold for just a second, cause, and I gotta take a break, and when I come back, I have a couple of thoughts early on, so we'll be right back right after this. Okay. Michael Medved doesn't believe the Democrats are the party of the working man. All of the Democratic candidates for president since Bill Clinton have been prep school graduates. That's right, Al Gore, John Kerry, and then, of course, Barack Obama. The idea that Democrats are, are the party of, of hardworking, toiling, huddled masses yearning to breathe free, what a pile. The Michael Medved Show, weekdays at noon, right before Hugh Hewitt at 3, on Intelligent Talk 960. 
The Patriot. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. We hear ads all the time from owners or salespeople who try to convince us that their company is the best. But wouldn't a testimony from a customer be the most convincing, especially if it was someone you knew? Mike Aaliyah here again from Benefit Air to let you hear from our client and friend whom you do know, Mr. Tom Brown. Thanks, Mike. For the last several years, I've been the chief engineer here at the radio station, and Benefit Air has been the one that I turn to for all the station's AC needs. Our transmitters put out a lot of heat, and we have to run our units all day, every day, year-round. Benefit has kept our units well-serviced and running great. On one occasion last year, our units were vandalized at 3 in the morning. Now remember, I need cooling all day, every day, or I cannot run the transmitter. Benefit found replacement units, installed them, and had us up and cooling by that afternoon. Crisis averted. Do I recommend Benefit Air? You bet I do. All day, every day, all year round. Thank you, Tom. Call us today at 602-840-9229 or go to BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. Your home for United We Stand with Sarah Palin and Dinesh D'Souza. One night only, September 4th at GCU Arena. Tickets and info at 960thepatriot.com. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. The Patriot. Well, welcome back, everybody, 46 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock every Saturday from 10 to noon. We're here talking about cars, and you're always welcome to email me. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. Salem spelled like the cigarette, S-A-L-E-M, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I can help you. I'll guide you 
if you can give me the year, the make, the model, and the mileage, and then tell me what the symptoms are, that makes me really, really happy. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Auto Repair. Remember this, I-17 and Bell, I-17 and Bell, I-17 and Bell. That's where Kurtz is at. ASE certified technicians, been around since 1987. Kurtz got gray hair on his head, on his face, and he might even have some in his ears, but he's a good guy. Been around a long time. He's going to treat you fairly. He's going to be able to diagnose your car and give you an estimate for the repair without any games. So if you live anywhere near I-17 and Bell, then Kurtz believes that they are a good facility and they feel pretty confident that you will trust them to do your car repair work. Kurtz Auto Repair, I-17 and Bell. Okay, hey, Gordon. Yes. Um, a couple things. Engines will go easy in both the Nissan and the Toyota line two, three hundred thousand miles until somebody runs them low on oil or overheats them, number one. So those engines still have some miles left on them, assuming they were maintained properly. If the engine is full of sludge because it's had five oil changes and 150,000 miles, that's a bad deal. If I was you, I'd be looking at the four-cylinder or the V6s in either the Nissan or the Toyota, but I would try to buy the car from the original owner who has all the maintenance records. I would never buy a car not being able to talk to the last owner and had some of the maintenance records because you don't know where to pick up from. Right. And it means you almost have to start over again. So for a second car, I think you hang pretty close to a private party sale and uh, find somebody like me that has a log for every gallon of gas and every quart of oil and every dime I've ever spent on anything I've ever driven because isn't that what you really want? Okay, good. Uh, now, like uh, timing, timing belt uh, on those on those four cylinders used to be sixty thousand. Uh, has that changed for the V six? It it's some of the change, Some of the V sixes have chains, and some of them have belts, and all of those have changed dramatically. We're seeing some mile, owners manuals that are going to one hundred twenty five, and we still see some that are sixty, seventy, eighty, and ninety. It just depends on the car. My personal opinion is is that if you're going to buy something in the 120 to 170 mark, I think you're going to find out that it's probably due for that second belt at the 150 mark or higher. And without any maintenance records, you don't have any choice but you just go ahead and do it. Right. That's why maintenance records are so important. Yeah. So you wouldn't be afraid of 150,000 uh, as far as the timing belt. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid of 150, but but if the uh, interval was 60, 70, 80, I would know that if somebody hadn't done one, I would be required to do one as soon as I bought the car. Right. So, but right. if he's already the the man or the woman who owns the car has a receipt and they say I just had one done, you know, a month ago, three months ago, then that yeah. eliminates one repair bill. You don't have to pick up for another 60, 70, 80 thousand miles. Okay. Good. All righty. I appreciate your advice. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Gordon. And let's go to Mike. Are you there? Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, Mark. Um, I did uh, throw a prayer out for Bob Jones and his family, and I, I know it was really rough for you to announce that this morning, and you did a very wonderful job. Thank you. Hey, I've got a uh, 96 Toyota Camry, and I uh, took it down to Kurtz, 
and of course they diagnosed it as not sensors. And I'm not sure if he said the right one was definitely bad, but change them both because you're going to get near and take manifold anyway. Uh, my question to you is what would cause a knock sensor to go bad? And is there something else there that might need to be changed at the same time? Okay. That's easy. The knock sensor's job is when the engine pings or has pre-ignition or detonates, those are all negative terms, it's going to send a shock wave through the engine. And the, I want you to picture the uh, knock sensor is a capsule filled with petroleum jelly, and in the middle of the petroleum jelly is a steel ball. And when that shock wave comes through, that steel ball starts vibrating like crazy and touches the shell, the inside of the shell of the knock sensor, which tells the computer the engine's knocking, pinging, detonating, whatever. There is nothing you could do. I could pay you a million dollars and say, Mike, if you can go out within two days, don't touch the knock sensor, but make it go bad, I'll give you two million dollars. You couldn't do it, neither could I. So it's not a maintenance item. You only replace them when they're bad. And depending on the mileage, it's a good idea to do both of them. But certainly, if one's bad, it'll turn on the light, blah, blah, blah. But the, there's a savings in doing both of them, typically, especially on the diagnostic end. So the answer to your question is, is don't worry about it. Um, I, I can tell you right now, I've never put a knock sensor on any car I own. <laughs> so it's pretty unusual. Okay. Yeah, because I know we're check engine lights on, and we can't get it past emissions, and everyone's leaning towards this knock sensor. So uh, I think I'll just replace them out and uh, get that taken care of for so. All right, but hold on a minute. If you had a scanner, and yeah, I'm sure you don't, I would plug in my scanner, and I would go over to where the knock sensor's at, and I would program, I'd say, let me see the knock sensor. And the knock sensor says, asleep. And I take a hammer, and I put the car in drive. Alan, my son's in the driver's seat. I'm kind of under the hood. And I take a hammer, and I hit the bracket right next to the knock sensor, and I better see the knock sensor say, and wake up and start talking. And then I'm going to go to the other side of the engine and do the same thing. That's what you're going to pay the 75 to 125 for, is what happens if they're both working? And you replace them both. You're back to where you started. Right. Well, yeah, because I already took it to Kurt, and, you know, I paid the whole hour diagnostic, and, and he pretty much, or Ethan down there, pretty much came up to the conclusion that, that one of them was coating out bad and just okay. replace them both. So I'm well, sure. Well, just do one, that, and let's right? get it through emissions. Okay. Just do one, and you're going to have to drive three, four, five days to reset all the monitors before right. you can pass emissions, and then go pass it. And if so, I wouldn't do the second one. I mean, the odds of it going bad are pretty slim. So just just do the one and see okay. what happens. Okay, that sounds like a all winner. Right. Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much. I wanted. I, I talked about Kurtz just a minute ago, but I also want to talk about Action Auto. Action Auto is owned by Tom, and Tom's been a friend of mine since 1983. Tom and his team strive to provide really good automotive service and repair experience. Tom says, you come in, we, we greet one another, and after you talk to us for just a little while, hopefully you trust us, and we appear to know what we're talking about. We're going to discuss the symptoms. You're going to be involved in the analysis. Then we're going to do the diagnostic and find out 
what the problem is. We come to you and we say, it's a bad knock sensor. We promise. We're going to fix the check engine light. We're going to fix this knock sister knock system issue, and we're going to get you through emissions. And here's the price, and the price includes the knock sensor, the diagnostic, the labor, and all the taxes. That's the way Tom at Action Auto deals, and most of the other shops do too that are on our list. But Tom says, I have ASE master technicians. They're going to get the job done right, and they want you to know as car owners that we understand what your concerns are, and we're going to make the best, help you make the best decision by offering you up the menu. And that's what Tom at Action Auto has is the menu. I-17 in Deer Valley is where Tom's at. Hey, Alan. Yes, sir. How many knock sensors have you replaced on your diesels? I, I, I don't think they have knock sensors. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> I don't think I've ever even seen a knock sensor. Um, back in the 70s, when, or when the 90s, actually, the late 90s when they first came out, you could hit the alternator bracket with a hammer and make the check engine light come on. That was the very early days. Today's the check engine light won't come on unless you stand there and tap it like you would a typewriter for an hour. Then it might turn on the light. But that was the way we test them back in the 70s. It just hit the alternator with a hammer. What well, was running, and, and if the uh, light came on, then the knock sensor was probably the problem. Gotcha. Gotcha. One other thing that Alan brought up during one of the breaks, and that is, is that please don't ever you or let anybody else put an air conditioning stop leak in your air conditioning system. There isn't an expert in the United States or anywhere else in the world that says this is a good idea. This stop leak is something you're going to install and you buy it from auto parts store and they sell it and it's a huge money maker for them. But you're going to cause a problem and the failure of some hard components because the stop leak is a foreign substance inside an air conditioning system. It is not something that's conducive to running through a compressor that has tolerances half the thickness of a human hair. So we can't put gravel or sand or stop leak or green slime in our air conditioning systems and expect the compressor to work. So please do yourself a favor. I don't know why they think it's, why is it okay to sell you a product that everybody knows doesn't work, but it creates this perception that I might be able to get you through the summer. Um, it's a matter of integrity as far as I'm concerned. And as far as I'm concerned, nothing goes in your refrigeration system, your air conditioning system, except Freon and the right Freon. Those are the uh, options I think you have. Alan, thanks for spending your Saturday with me, buddy. Thank you, sir, for having me. And Mark at Mark Salem is my Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address. And uh, if you have any questions, I'm happy to help you. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Please wear your seatbelt. Please drive safely. Don't drink and drive. And if somebody does something nice, stick your up on, arm out the window and say thanks. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.